Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Lord, grant to your people to have eyes to see, ears to hear, understanding to comprehend, and the ability to apply what they hear lifelong that you may bless them in every possible thinkable way. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Thank you to this fabulous band of mine. I just love these people and um, had a bit of a talk. Um, well, I've had many talks, particularly my one daughter. Almost every time she sees me, she says, Dad, you know, you really must write a book on the various visions that you have, uh, that you've had in the past, and put it together. It's becoming a book that's growing thicker and thicker. And uh, I said to her, uh, sweetheart, I can remember these things like they happened to me yesterday. It's like, it just doesn't go away. And um, so, Dr. Kenneth Hagin said, do not many of you desire to become prophets. Because you see, literally, sometimes when people are going to die, you see literally when they're going to live, when everybody says they're going to die, then God says, no, I'm going to bring them back to life again. And I see people turn around on the deathbed after three heart um, seizures, heart attacks in a row, and they're waiting for the last breath. And I walk in there and said, what are you busy with the funeral arrangements already? He's not going to die, he's going to live. And the following day, he was healed, sitting up and full at recovery out of a coma. It happened to my own father, uh, the same thing. Uh, come out of that coma so fast. And then my father, the following day, was working in the garden again. So it's not something that um, I take lightly. Um, we went away for a short period, as you know, and before we went away, in the week preceding that, had a vision. They come to me, much, much of those, many of those come to me in the night, um, uh, and I saw the eldest of my dogs die. And I said to Maud, uh, I don't even have to say to Maud, but um, I, I knew the dog was going to die. So when we were down in the Lowfelt, um, yes, I was going to the Lowfelt, and there came a call, sure enough, and the eldest of the dogs had died. So it's not a thing that I take, um, um, I take it very serious. That's why I hate the merchandising of the prophetic office. And I prefer to say seer, not prof prophetic office, because now they merchandise it and they have tricks I can tell you story after story, and I say, Lord, uh, that is terrible. But the judgment of the Lord uh, is upon many of such people that practice that and when the Lord has not spoken. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually concerned about them if they don't repent of merchandising the anointing. Prophet Kim, Kim Clement spoke about that. But there's more to visions than just visions, because always there's an interpretation of the vision. So we are going to talk about that today and bring in the Apostle John. Uh, 
and uh, the central revelation, uh, let me say the start of revelation, the kick off revelation, intra revelation of the Apostle John. So, um, with that being said, um, I thought to myself, you know, very often I get these visions and I do not quite, then I think one thing. And uh, there was a prophet called Dick Mills, and he was one. But he did the Spiritful Life Bible, the Word Wealth Studies. You read them all over in the Spiritful Life Bible, New King James Version. And that's a work of uh, a professor uh, by the name of Dick Mills. He was an adjunct professor. He called himself because he would uh, do this work and teach. Um, but uh, so he said to us, he actually prophesied, because uh, he knew the word so well. And he said to one, to me and Maud, one's given a word of wisdom, one is a word of knowledge. And I would get this knowledge of something that's going to happen that's like playing, let's say a dog is going to die. And then I would get things that I'm not quite sure of what I'm seeing. Now I would go to Maud and uh, one is given a word of knowledge, other one a word of wisdom. And almost in every single case, she'd come out with the correct interpretation. So she played a major role in helping me to uh, interpret it correct. The problem is immediately that reading the Bible, a lot of people um, do not really pay attention and they interpret wrong. And when you interpret the script, scripture wrong, then you base that, you put that maybe at the foundation or the base. In the world of now fake news, I have so much about fake news, you interpret that interpretation, it goes the wrong way. It's like a doctor making a misdiagnosis of something and uh, interprets the symptoms of patients wrong. And it could lead to someone's death. And we've heard of those things. So Daniel the prophet, was called into Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2, verse 30. And he appears before the king and he says, As for me, this secret is not revealed to me. For any wisdom that I have, more than anyone else living, not so. But in order that the interpretation may be known or made known to the king that you may know the thoughts of your heart and your mind. And so God shows Daniel what it is here. This is what the dream was, verse 36, and we will tell the interpretation of it to the king. He says, interpretation belongs to the Lord. And so uh, it's just the way that Maud's got that gift, I've got the other one and the two of us together She's a woman of wisdom. There's no question in my mind about that. Uh, and she would uh, give interpretations of, of certain things. So therefore, the word says in this Amplified Bible, again, just until you're used to that, this is the new Amplified Bible, just called Amplified, and the old one's now called a Classic Amplified. So from the Amplified. It says here in... Uh, the book of Mark 4.24, and he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. 
And this is the Lord Jesus Christ talking to the people. Because when we communicate with each other, we need to pay attention to what we hear. Firstly, like I always say, we need to give the opposite party time to fully explain and really truly understand what that person is saying. Pay attention to what you hear. And this is Jesus talking about what he is saying. By your own standard of measurement, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it'll be measured to you. And you'll be given even greater ability to respond. And more will be given you besides. Greater ability to respond. So I don't only see the vision, I get the interpretation, and then I have to pay attention and focus on that thing. I normally think about it for days, and I'd walk around, and particularly in the beginning of the years when this started with me, uh, I would be, I'd be a very, um, it, it would almost feel like flu, you know, it's like flu symptoms, and when I hit the floor to pray, it was just the Holy Spirit be all over me, and uh, this is from early years of my life that I experienced this. So the Lord is saying, pay attention to what you hear. Now, with that in mind, I want to go to the book of Genesis, and I want to take chapter number one, verse number one. And I have for this purpose brought here, let me take out these papers that are here. Um, let's put them there. I have brought with me, I don't have to actually, um, brought with me the, this is a Bible which uh, I have at home. I've got three of these. They, they cover different parts of the scripture. This is the Bible in its own original language. In other words, this is the Aleph Taf, the way it was written in the days of Moses, Noah, and the prophet Enoch. See? So, from here is where the interpretation must come. Because, you know me, I'm a stickler for the word. I want to know what the word says. Because these translators and uh, so on of the Bible, are various translators. Uh, just this morning I was listening to uh, a person preaching and reading from a wrong translation uh, or a thing that was wrongly translated and immediately just uh, immediately paid attention to that. And I thought, whoops, that's a wrong one and woe to the person that translates this wrong and then gives it to the people uh, that they think that's what God is saying when God's actually saying something else. So, um, John the Apostle, Genesis 1, 1, hold your place there. Maybe I should read this also for you. Um, and uh, John 1, verse 1. John 1, verse 1. And I'm just going to take it straight from the New King James Version. Now, how could he have known what he is supposed to be, what he is now going to re write about? He had to have a revelation. He had to have visionary contact for this. This is the Word of God. And in the Word of God, you have a situation where 
The Bible says all of Scripture has been given by inspiration of God or given in by God. But the Greek word theophanistos means literally blown by the breath of God or blown in into by the breath of God. So this book is full of the breath of God. Okay? He says, in the beginning was the word, in the beginning, Bereshit in Hebrew. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. Notice those words now, verse 3. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now I'm just going to quote verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and I'm going to quote just verse John 3, 34, and he whom God sent, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, spoke the word, for God did not give him the Holy Spirit by measure. So the word spoke the word, and the word uh, was manifest and became flesh, and John says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made to him. That's the word Bereshit. It's a very key and a very comprehensive uh, word. Um, now verse 3 in John, book of John 1 verse 3. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. Now, if you have the Aramaic version, I have the Hebrew and I have the Aramaic version of the Bible, this is now the ancient scripture. You can see it. It's quite big. This is a big, big Bible, this one. And notice how thick it is and how comprehensive it is. If you have the Aramaic Bible and you compare it with, I was saying to Pastor Tians, I'm surprised I can actually read much of the Aramaic. It's so close. But um, Aramaic was often spoken in the times of the New Testament. And um, it was just an amazing thing to Take, I prefer the, the ancient Hebrew to the new Hebrew. The block letter system, I found out this week, comes from Babylon. When they went to Babylon, that's where they developed the block letters. So if you look at those new block letters that they use now, I call them new because they come when they returned out of Babylon. And then they change the letters. But the script in the time of Moshe was like this. Okay? So the Ten Commandments looked like this. Now, with that being said, in, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things, verse 3, were made through him. So, in the book of John, he makes that statement, and then he says something else. The same apostle, and he lived the longest of all the apostles, up to the 100 years A.D., he was the oldest. He was first the youngest, then lived the longest of them all, about uh, 100 years of age, 
I'm not sure if it's 100 years of age or 100 AD, but never mind, doesn't really matter. He was the oldest of all the apostles, longest living, survived all the persecution of the Roman Empire, and he got the revelation on the island of Patmos. And in uh, John chapter number uh, 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 21, and from verse from chapter number one all the way through, Jesus makes a statement and he says, I am, I am, those famous words, God says, I am who I am. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Now what we found out is that much of this was written in Aramaic and which is really so close to the Hebrew if you understand the Paleo-Hebrew, no, that's ancient Hebrew, and the Paleo-Aramaic, uh, I was able to read much of what I was reading there. So with that, I can show you something. Now, all things were made by him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In the New Testament, it says the Alpha and the Omega. What is Alpha, it's the first letter of the Greek uh, uh, alphabet, and omega is the last letter, or the complete completeness of all, and the final note on the piano, so to speak, of all. That is the closure of all, the complete book. Now, why we emphasize the year 2022 because there are 22 letters in what is known as the Aleph Tav. And by the way, on the front page, you see, you see right there, you can see the first, the Aleph Tav in the original language is what it looked like. Okay? So that's what the Aleph Tav looked like. Okay? And that Aleph in it, 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 it can break up the Aleph can break up in, in little fragments, and if you take those fragments, they form other Hebrew letters, and if you take the numerics of that, you add it up, you have the name of the Almighty Father, yod uh, heh I'm not going to say his name, but you have the full name of God in that first word in the beginning. God created. Okay, so in the beginning. Now, all things made through him. Now, if you take the... 22-letter Hebrew alphabet. Listen to what I'm saying now, because it will indeed bless you. If you take the whole Hebrew alphabet, that 22 letters, these 22 letters speak of completeness, speak of the fullness of the word. Now, remember, Jesus himself was a Jew, all right? And uh, from the house of Judah, both Mary and Joseph both came from the house of, of uh, Joseph, of, of uh, King David. So if you look at this, you see where the Bible actually came from. So he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. If he said that in Hebrew, you'd said the Aleph Tav. I'm the first letter all the way to the last letter. I am the complete word. Each of these letters, I didn't bring it with him, maybe I did, are linked to a little story about Jesus. Every single one of those 22 letters. 
tells you a story about the Christ. It's the most amazing thing. So he said, you search the scriptures, but they are they that testify of me. They didn't know him. He came to his own. They didn't recognize him. They didn't know him. He had to open their understanding, open their minds, John 20, and blow on them the Holy Spirit that they would understand. And from there came the road to Emmaus and all of that that happened afterwards. But here we have the two letters, the Aleph Tav. In the, in the new year, there are 22 there are 22 letters here. There are the number 22 written over next year. And I told you that this is going to be 2022 for us, the church, is the year of the word. Beyond any question. I mean, beyond any, without contradiction. For the kingdom of God, it's the word. So I'm laying a foundation that you would understand just how important the word is to you because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and be careful how you pay attention be careful how you listen particularly the words of Jesus and uh, I had a book that I wrote uh, the red letter life which is all those red letters of Jesus and you actually can't write one book on it it's actually volumes and volumes now I want you to say to see what's going to happen now or unfold to you uh, he says here he says, um, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the Aleph and the Tav. So where do we find, where do we find the name of Jesus straight away, the Aleph Tav, in the Bible? I'm so glad you're asking me questions this morning. I read from the ancient translation. In the beginning created Elohim, that's plural, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Aleph Tav, separate word. The heavens and Aleph Tav, the earth. And the earth was, became chaotic and void, and darkness was over the surfaces of the abyss. Now, if I look at Aleph Tav in the six-day creation, how many times the Alpha and the Omega, the Aleph and the Tav, the fullness of the word, it's the beginning, it's the end. Heaven and earth will pass, my words won't pass. All, in him all things consist. The book of Colossians chapter number one and two tells you by him all things were created and without him nothing was created that came into being, that was created. So, in Genesis 1-1, twice we find Aleph Tav appearing. In Genesis, I'm just going to jump through these verses, 1-4, there it is, Aleph Tav. Genesis, let's take 1-7, Aleph Tav. Genesis, let's skip to Genesis 1-16. Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, every time, Aleph Tav, and it just goes on. Now, Genesis 1, 21. Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, four times. Genesis 1, 22. Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, and Genesis 1, 25. Aleph Tav, the creation of man. Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, Aleph Tav, and again, Verse 28, Genesis 1, 28. Aleph Tav, 
Aleph Tav. So who do you think, who do you think created you? The Alpha and Omega, the Aleph Tav. Hence, the word is so cardinal. And I, I, I want to take you to a particular scripture now, which I think is very, very important for you to just see. If you read through it as part of words, everywhere you find Aleph Tav. Just goes right through the Old Testament. Every page is the Aleph Tav. You search the scriptures, there me. I wonder what he said to those people on the road to Emmaus. What he told them, man, that's one lecture I would have liked to have attended on the road there. So the Aleph Tav is the word. The word becomes flesh. The word then creates, 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 creates. By him, now you understand what the The revelation power that the Apostle John himself had when he said, in the beginning was the word, verse 3, by him, the Aleph Tav, all things were created. The first most authoritative writing ever written on earth by the finger of God was written with this type of, of uh, script in other words, the original language, which is the Ten Commandments given to Moshe or Moses on the mountain. It was by God in this particular writing, which are all based upon little pictures. You put them together, you have a pictogram, and then that is the word. So now we see what must happen in the future to come. Man comes to a fall. Now watch what I'm saying now. Man comes to a fall. It's the end of him for all, for all practical purposes. He's now assigned to the lake of fire and brimstone. He's now going to die. And he needs a savior. Who's the only one that can save him? The Aleph Tav. The Aleph Tav is the Messiah. The year of the Messiah. Do you know what the Hebrew codes at the moment say? 2022, year of the Messiah. 2022, year of the Messiah. 22, year of the Messiah. 22, year of the Aleph Tav. So Morty's saying, go buy somebody a Bible. And even if you have to get them to join in with you and read with you and study with you, inspire them, get the Aleph Tav, the Alpha and Omega, into their systems. Because they are going to... What we have experienced up to now is like what we, we would call in the Afrikaans language when I was a kid, a kinnekrans dance, die moeilike tye, wat nou is. That would be like the Sunday school kids dance by comparison with what lies straight ahead of us now. So in the world, there will be double trouble, leaven, leaven, disorder. To establish a new order for the Antichrist, 
Haven't I told you something now? But that new order that unfolds for the Antichrist is so sophisticated that I want to tell you something now. It's happening under your nose and most people don't even realize it. Most people don't know it. So there's a lot of revelation. These are secrets of the word. Now, watch the word that is called sin. Sin is a word in Hebrew called shata. Just shata. But when God takes the sin offering and each year uh, the high priest had to actually daily the high priest had to go as an extension of God and lay his hand on a cow and transfer the sins of the nation and the cow to pay with its blood for the sins of the people. The wages of, of sin is death. So the high priest came, laid his hand, hand on the cow. He had to go through a whole procedure, particularly on the Day of Atonement, then really, then it was the lamb's turn, not just a cow. And he would lay his hand, and what would happen is, let me explain this, excuse me for being straight out with it, but he would lay his hands on, and the wages of sin is death. While his hands are on that cow, they would cut the throat of that, that animal, and, and he would feel the animal die for the people, particularly on the Day of Atonement. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. So the cow now becomes a sacrificial offering for the fiery altar with its four horns, the cross. And they would put those animals onto the brazen altar in the outer court of the tabernacle. But if you look at the word sin, When the high priest had to lay his hands on the cow for the people. Now pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. Are you all with me now? He laid his hands on the cow for the people. Right? That sin offering that is made there. And on the Day of Atonement, that sin offering is not shata, C-H-A-T-A, but becomes shatat, aleftat. So the moment it's the sin offering, this foreshadows and forespeaks the death of Christ on the cross. It is the Aleph Tav that completes the word sin offering in the original language. In that word. It's built into the word. It's at the end of the word. 
So Messiah gave the tabernacle and the sacrificial system to foreshadow what he was himself going to do, as I learned in, at university uh, when I did my studies, uh, and, and um, he would foreshadow, we called it the fullness of time. God gave his son. In the fullness of time, the precise right time, the Aleph Tav would complete the word properly. And there on the cross, the sins of the world paid for by the blood of the Messiah. You. Now I think you can give the Lord a praise offering for that. So, that being said, in Exodus 29, 14, but the flesh of the bull with its skin and its offal, uh, you shall burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. It is a shatat. It's a shatat. So in other words, it is, again, you see Jesus right there. When I look at these things, and I look at this book, or any good Bible, I find the Aleph Tav, because you do get it also in, in Hebrew, and you get it in Aramaic too. I find the Aleph Tav all over the place. All over, all over. And when it comes to the sacrifice of Jesus, those, a sin sacrifice is shatat. And it puts the signature of the name of Jesus right there. The Word. It is the Word that would take away the sins of the world. It is the word to whom all men shall ascribe glory. It is the word who would take your guilt, your shame, your wrongdoings, thoughts, deeds, thoughts, actions. It is the word that would be nailed on the cross. It would take all of the accusations against you of a lifetime and the word would die on the cross, but it is the word that would rise again because you can't put the word under the ground and keep the word there. Because by him all things were created and he was innocent. He was our substitute on that cross. So my dear friend, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. And you shall offer a bull every day. Every day. As a shatat. Every day. Do you know it's like, I think I'm going to close the morning session on that point, but it's like this. Every day. God would be reminded of what's coming. And nobody knew what was coming. Nobody knew. 
He saw himself on the cross right from the beginning. In fact, right from Genesis. In fact, when he created man in his image and likeness. Now you get those people with their theories of evolution always trying to make a monkey out of a man. They will, because of that teaching, be judged for it. There's no question in my mind about that. Because the devil will do anything in his power, anything. I want you to pay attention to what I'm going to say next. Have I got your attention over there? Have I got your attention? The devil will do his nut, so to speak, to get you not to read this book. And not to give this book to anybody who could be saved by faith in this book in the new year. I say to you, 22 next year is the year of the Messiah, is the year of the Aleph Tav, is the year of the Word. If any man or any woman or any child has ears to hear, let him hear. What the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. Would you stand to your feet and give the Lord a proper praise offering? Give the Lord a praise offering. I'm turning focus in the evening session to one or two things. I want to look at the troubled world like a prophetic perspective of tomorrow. Um, I want to... I just feel there's such a huge need among the people for spiritual ministry. Well, we pray about that and see what, what can happen in the evening service. That's why the evening service normally has more people than the morning services. But let it be Holy Spirit night after night after night after night to remember the, second, the, the third person of the Godhead is with us here for tonight. And may you be well warned not to take the road of the world. Listen, you get, like one man said, three kinds of Christians. You get, or people, you get those in the kingdom of God. They're living the kingdom of God life. Then those who are, what we would call in Afrikaans language, draadsitters, fence-sitters. They go like that. They compromise all the time. They're in such a danger zone. I've called it the, 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 the gray zone, but really it's the fence at this. Then they have to please this, then they have to please that, then they have to please this, and then they have to please that. That's their life, indecisiveness. And then there are those people who are straight in the darkness. May God in 2022 take you into this word as you've never discovered this book. From Genesis to Revelation, all the way. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you, be gracious to you. The Lord grant you eternal salvation and peace. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people said, Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.